time for you to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. It's called Families Moving Past Addiction Masterclass. It's a live free online event where you'll hear new and empowering information about addiction and that's great news. If you love someone who is struggling with an addiction, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll in this free one hour class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org. There are various dates and times for the class, so choose the one that works best for you. See you at the masterclass. Can you solve your addiction in just one day? Well, the Freedom Model team has helped thousands of people to do just that. Join us for an intensive one-day interactive learning experience as we take you through the entire Freedom Model solution in just one day and learn the most up-to-date strategies based on our research and experience helping tens of thousands of people over the past 34 years. You will see clearly exactly why you are still struggling and how to stop those struggles once and for all. No more confusion, no more guilt or pain or shame. Click the link in our bio to learn more now or go to thefreedommodel.org. Click on the For the Substance User tab and choose One Day Addiction Solution. Enroll today. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of The Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey, welcome. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And this is the Addiction Solution Podcast. We co-authored, along with our colleague Stephen Slate, The Freedom Model for Addictions and The Freedom Model for the Family. And if you don't have those books, we you can get free digital copies of both books at thefreedommodel.org. Enter Freedom 100 at checkout. Or if you want a paperback of The Freedom Model for Addictions, you can go to freebook.freedommodel.org. And all we ask is that you pay for shipping as long as you're in the U.S. If you're overseas, then go and get the digital copy the other way. That's right. Or go to Amazon and buy it. Or Yeah, or copy. go to Amazon and buy it if you want the paperback. I do love books. Like I love, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of like digital books and Kindle because you can have, you know, your entire library in your hand. But, but just there's something about actual printed yeah, books. Yeah, old is, school. Yeah, that's nice. So today we want to talk about something. Um, we have this private Facebook group. If you don't know about it, it's called the Freedom Model Group. So um, Mark and I are uh, admins in that group, along with um, one of our coaches, Daniel Pelorge. And, and, you know, it's it's a really great resource for us to have because it shows where people are struggling, you know, at even, I mean, a lot of people end up in the group kind of by accident and they don't even realize there's a book 
Um, you know, or maybe they come from the podcast and they find the group, but they still haven't read the book. But but what we want to talk about today is I guess we're advertising a lot that you don't have to struggle. Yeah, this is important. That like, can you solve an addiction in just one day? So the answer is yes. And people do. Here, here's the reality. Every single person that gets over problematic substance use gets over it in one day. Let me explain what I mean by that. That there comes a crossover period of knowledge and uh, mindful evolution personally that happens within the individual where they say, oh, I think I'm ready to make a change. And then they do. Now, we know that from the statistics. We, yep. we know that uh, 9 out of 10 people, more than 9 out of 10 people, eventually solve their problematic use to a non-problematic level, whether that's moderation, adjusted use, or abstinence, right? So we know that. We know that from the data. And if you question any of that data, just read the first five uh, chapters of our book, and then you'll understand what we're talking about there. So we know that people get over the problem as time goes on, whether they're treated or not. And most people aren't treated, right? 80% of the people with problematic use are not treated and they get over the problem. So, so okay, we know that. But there, there has to come a moment in that person's life where they cross over from the, the perceived benefits of use to the perceived greater benefits of not use or moderating. That's a fact. That's how everybody, whether you go to treatment or not, gets over the problem. It's an inside job. You're the operative force. You, your mind, your thoughts, which drive your emotions, which drives uh, knowledge, right? You, you, it's all knowledge-based. It's an inside job. So there isn't, there isn't some form of anything that is going to change you from the outside in except for knowledge, but yep. knowledge is internal, right? <clears throat> so, so the question is what externally do you need? You need information. That's it. So the question then becomes, okay, so we, we need information to make different decisions. We need to understand something from a different perspective. And that's what the freedom model is. It is, it is a series of facts and debunking myths that keep you trapped because if you have knowledge of mythology that can only hurt you because you're living in a dreamland you're living with something that isn't true and before i go rambling on do you have anything no you're you're on a roll okay <laughs> so i want to frame out that the second edition of the freedom model is going to have a very comprehensive piece on what we call the binge construct which we've been talking about for a couple of years now and i've been beta testing how to get this to the public and what's the best messaging for the information, for the facts. So I'm going to go through some of those things today. Um, now let's, but before I do that, let's go back to the one day argument. So we are going to do, we are going to be the model that teaches that you can get over an addiction in one day. And the way we do that is we provide you in a five to six hour window plus a private session. Personally, we provide you all the facts and then we deconstruct your personal binge construct in that time period. So 
that's the part that people struggle with the most. Now that's all laid out in the freedom model already, but what I need to do with people I've come to find through the last five years since the book is published that sometimes it takes coaching. It takes a method where you take the information and you personally frame it for that specific individual. Now, not everybody needs this. No. Not, it's, a very, it's a small percentage, relatively speaking. That's right. And they're the percentage percentage like Michelle and I who needed um, a person to sit across with us and and show us and talk with us to deconstruct the amount of mythology that we personally had and believed in, which was hurting us. Now, what is the mythology that I'm talking about? First of all, it's drug and alcohol marketing, which I'll, I'll talk at length about here in a minute, and also recovery uh, myths. When you take both of those things, the marketing and Western culture that we've been taught about substances, which is uh, builds the drug up, creates a complete mythological idea that it is a magical mental and emotional medicine coping mechanism, whatever you might be. And then you couple that with the mythology and recovery that you are biohacked and that brain chemistry is what drives you. And then you further that with an identity as a addict and alcoholic. What you get out of that is you construct a myth called a binge construct. It's a construct within your mind. It's got pieces of everything I just described. And then that that construct, if you believe it, will drive use to a heavy level that's consistent, becomes habitual, and you become utterly lost and confused. So we need to deconstruct the mythology, find out what's true, what isn't. Most of it isn't isn't true, which is what's keeping you trapped and so unhappy. And then deconstruct that. And then you can do that in a five to six hour window. I literally have the entire program built. Michelle and I have been working on it for months now. And uh, we're going to start teaching workshops where you fly in or drive in and uh, spend the day with us and spend the day with us. And let's deconstruct your binge construct. Let's go through the data and then show you where you're where you're lost, where you're misinformed, and then show you that you're totally 100% capable of moving on like these millions of people do. But what we do in that one day, uh, it's called the one day addiction solution, right? The one day addiction solution workshop, what you're going to do is we're going to deconstruct your personal binge construct. These workshops are limited to four people. Um, so that we can have our meetings after we do the presentation, after we, after we do all the assignments, you're going to do a tremendous amount of work in that day. So you got to have your thinking caps on <laughs> be ready for a lot of work. Um, and then we have private meetings with you after in that same day. And then you'll have three coaching sessions that you set up afterwards. And you'll also have the freedom model online for a year. So in that, in that window of one day, I personally and Michelle can show you how to deconstruct the lies that are keeping you trapped. I want you to think about something. I, I was sent a, a video um, last night by by a friend, and and it showed, you know, how do people quit drinking, and and it showed this woman, 
and this very sad music. And she crawled onto the couch and she covered herself with a blanket and it showed three hours and then it showed 48 hours and then it showed three months and it went all the way to a year. And this woman is curled up on a, in a blanket for a year to stop drinking. And quite frankly, to me, I can imagine this person sent this to me to, to compare that to, that's like a year of, of struggling going to AA meetings. That's like a year of it, this belief system that this is going to be so awful and so hard and so miserable. And I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine just what if it isn't? What if it doesn't have to be this 48-hour, six-week, six-month, 12-month, 10-year struggle? What if it doesn't have to be that at all? It, it, and it doesn't. It, we, it really doesn't. We, we, know, we know that you're going to come to grips with this. The statistics show us that. So how long do you want to sit and wallow? The only thing that separates the person who gets over their substance use, use issue and those that don't is knowledge. Beliefs. Beliefs. That's right. What, what do you believe about the substance? What, what kind of magic have you imbued into that? And now I'm going to give you a sketch of what we're going to cover in the binge construct in these, in these workshops, in the one-day addiction solution. By the way, the one-day addiction solution workshops will replace residential treatment. You will no, you will no longer need it, um, and you may need detox. We're not right. talking about detox. I want to make a very clear distinction so that everybody doesn't freak out on me. Right, um, right. We are not talking about detox mythology or anything like that. Detox is needed for some people. It okay? is. And for, right, for some, it's some the way some people drink and use certain drugs, um, the safest way to stop is to get be detoxed. So I'm talking, so in those cases, we're talking about immediately after detox, you would go through the one day solution, get the knowledge base because now you're physically detoxed. And by the way, physical de detox with the exception of maybe methadone and suboxone, ironically, um, is about a seven day period max. Okay. Yeah. So don't For get any in drug. So don't get into this whole post acute withdrawal thing. Uh, maybe benzodiazepines can be up to a month Ooh, where you yeah, get benzos where are, mess. are tough. If you're a heavy benzo user. Yeah. If you're a long time heavy benzo user, that's, that's a dangerous, dangerous drug. Um, and uh, that's where detox is necessary. So I just want to separate that out. So so let's say a max of 30 days, right, with, with specific drugs. And what we're talking about, and a lot of people don't need detox. I mean, right. they're, just, they're not using at a level where it requires that. The vast majority of people don't. And you know who you are. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, go to your doctor, whatever. So what we're talking about is uh, deconstructing this, this idea and so where does, where does the trap of recovery come from? What is the thing that, that drives it? And it all starts when you're born in America or the West, Western Europe, right? The West Europe. Um, and you're born there. And by the time you can watch TV or look on the internet, you're being bombarded with uh, lies lies about alcohol, lies about drugs, your drug dealer, as you get older, your drug dealer is selling you magic. Everybody is selling you magic and it is constant and it is unending 
and it is completely a lie, completely a lie. And they do it in overt ways and they do it in subverted ways. Like for instance, you, you know, you watch a, and I'm not picking on Coors, but Coors, has, <laughs> Coors and Bush have sort of the same marketing campaigns, right? For beer. And that is mountains, right? Everything's, everything's colder. Mountains. Everything's <laughs> nature. Corona is the beach. Yeah. Corona is the beach, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. So you're bombarded with these ideas. Um, do you want to jump in? Well, no, no. I mean, the same happens with with wine. I mean, wine has made an amazing comeback based on great marketing over the last 20 years. Um, you know, now we have a mommy wine culture where, you know, if your kids are are giving you trouble, this is the mommy escape is with wine. And, um, you know, it, can mommies escape with wine? No, I mean, I, you know, when my kids were young, um, I, I, you can't just check out and <laughs> not be a mom just because you're drunk. I mean, people do it. People do it. Uh, but your kids still have needs. Well, it's interesting because now you have the craft beers and that whole culture. Oh, right? yeah. And so you have you have the wine where even the making of it has been romanticized, right? Yes. And the irony is that it's that it's rotting grapes and rotting hops and wheat and that sort of thing and oats. Um, and if you were ever there when you produce it, it's kind of gross, actually. I'm sure. It's kind of <laughs> smelly and gross. Well, I mean, if you've ever taken but, like rotten orange juice out of the fridge, I yeah. mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but, but we, we put a spin on things to, to market them and make money. So, and the same goes for heroin, same goes for oh, yeah. fentanyl. The same goes, fentanyl is, is this new superpower heroin, right? And, and so people have gotten used to it now. Unfortunately, a lot of people die in the process because they're, they're not very careful with it. But, um, so you have all this marketing that happens and all this hype about the powers of drugs and how it how it amplifies your life and how it enhances your life. Now, I'm going to go through the binge construct right now with you so you you can see how we need to deconstruct it. I don't think I would have the time uh, to deconstruct it. So uh, that's what we have the one day uh, addiction. Right. We need several for. hours yeah. to fully actually deconstruct it. But people don't realize, so let me back up to the group we have on Facebook and the students we have here that we do coaching with. They struggle horribly, like I did, like Michelle did. The certain class of people struggle horribly with admitting or, well, admitting that they don't understand the gravity of mythology that they carry in their mind. Yeah. They think when they can go onto Facebook and say, yeah, I, I worked on my perceived benefits and, and, uh, how do I challenge that? You know, and, and do I just kind of sit and think about, yeah. This, and say, you well, know, I'm, you know, I don't think that's happening, right? But. That's not real. And, you know, they don't really believe any of that. So they struggle. So they keep the perceived benefits and because they haven't adequately challenged them. Now I'm not ripping on you. No. I did the same thing. You have to understand. I did the, it took me a long time to figure all this out and, 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 because I didn't have the knowledge. And don't the underestimate the power of propaganda that you ingest unknowingly every single day 
probably multiple times throughout your day, especially if you're on social media or you're watching television or you're listening to podcasts or you're in, you're, you're out in the public. What, like you're, it's, you're being bombarded with propaganda for the powers of these substances continuously. Yeah. And, and the, the amount of lies, the amount of massive, just almost violent, just uh, misinformation about addiction too. Uh, yeah. And recovery and about all of it, you know, you're biohacked, your, your genetics conspire against you. Trauma is causing this. There's all this stuff that is just completely untrue, but we believe it. We believe it because we've been taught to believe it. And, uh, and it's just accepted. It's not questioned in our culture today. It's not questioned within our society that these, no, these things are just accepted as truth and, and it's harming millions of people like this, these truths that are not true. And then we do something that is, makes it especially, um, hard to unwind at first. And that is, so let's say. You're bombarded since you were a kid with all this misinformation. You can't wait at 13 or 50 or retirement at 65 to finally just sit down and have that wine, beer, heroin, to meth, your heart's delight, to your heart's delight and escape from life. Right. So, cause you bought into the propaganda and here's the tricky part. And I'm going to tell you a key right now. This is really important. We would go deep into this in the one day. And uh, that is, you get a physical sensation that is really real. Yeah. 100% objectively real. When the molecule of the drug goes into your brain tissue and in your body, you feel something. You feel something physical. And this is the tricky part. And this is the really, this is where all drug and substance problems emanate from. And that is, we marry our fantasy about the drug, which has been taught to us and in all its ramifications, which we would get deep into in the, in the workshop with the physical sensation. And when you, you marry them. So you have the physical sensation, which is real. And then you have the propaganda, which is not real. The propaganda is, Oh, I get to escape. Oh, this is going to take care of my stress. Oh, I can't wait to drink that alcohol. It's going to take away my anxiety. Oh, it's going to help me to have so, I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah. So much fun with my friends. I'm going right. to, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go hook up. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm you gonna know, go, I'm going to go, I'm going to have the courage to hook up with women. Yeah. And vice versa, men. Right. And uh, yeah. 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 It's going to make sex so great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it makes me more creative. I'm going to hide away and be creative or I'm going to go in the hotel and just shoot up and let the world go by. All the human suffering. It's like a warm blanket, as Gabor Mate would say. He's so full of shit, that guy. Um, so sorry, Gabor. Yeah. <laughs> just completely not not beneficial. No, it's not, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, he just <laughs> so he wrong. builds these drugs up into these really these icons of but just, I, I wanna just look at the physical sensation from alcohol, right? It's people describe it in different ways. But but let's just objectively, if you had to go, and this is what we do in the one day, if you had to objectively say, okay, what is the physical sensation? What is it about the physical sensation that I actually like? Because when you become mindful and you start at, you know, you start drinking mindfully, like I know exactly 
when I start to feel a little buzz. I know exactly how much to drink, how quickly to drink it, and I can start feel, and I know exactly how I'm going to feel. And for me, it's a little bit fuzzy. You start to feel a little bit fuzzy in your mind and a little and a little unsteady. And and, and, and some people find physically hot. Yeah, a little yep. warm. Like I don't get like it's a little warm. And some people find that pleasurable. I happen to find that pleasurable sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. And and so if you find that pleasurable, but objectively, that's all it is. That's right. So if you're able to separate ideas in your mind about it that right. you've been taught with the actual pharmacological effect of alcohol and drugs, what you find, especially if you're mindful of it, is if you stop yourself and you go, okay, I have a mind that's been fettered with all this misinformation. I need to put that on a shelf for a minute. Yep. And then I'm going to drink or take my drug of choice, whatever it might be, and then sit and objectively look at what is it actually doing? Yes. We realize the fact that you can drink or drug and think, what is it doing, tells you you still have control in your mind. That's right. So even right, just running that experiment shows you that your mind is still completely intact and able to observe that. Yes. So that also means that if you have a fantasy that you expect to marry to the physical sensation, you can make your fantasy for a little while. Yeah. Now, we would go deeply into that in the one day addiction solution. The next thing we would do is then say, not only do you marry the propaganda and the expectancy that this drug is going to take you away and make your life better and enhance your life, but then there's a third thing you marry, and that is your own personal fantasies. Yeah. Right? And that is, I'm going to. And this is where it gets deep. A lot of people go dark when they do this. You may go into a hotel and you may dream about the girl that you once loved and lost and get in and then wrap yourself in self-pity, right? Where you can escape and just literally wrap mm -hmm. yourself in depression and self-pity and the alcohol or the drugs is all a part of that fantasy. And basically it's just so that you don't have to live your life and go out and have a job and function and deal with the suffering of life and overcome it. Well, yeah. And some people would say, oh, it's an escape, right? It's yeah. an escape. I'm going to, I'm going to escape my life. Uh, objectively, but, you can't do that. But um, you can, you can sit in a hotel. Take a break. You can, you can sit in a hotel and believe all this nonsense you're telling yourself. Now, some of it's not nonsense. Some of it is the same fantasies you have sober, but you marry it to the buzz to make it a magical experience because they told you it was that. Now, here's what's interesting. The more you do that, the more it falls flat. Yes. Because it's not real. Because it's not real. The alcohol and drugs aren't enhancing anything. They're just physically affecting you. So you all know out there what, I, what I'm talking about, where you go dark or you go in the garage and you're drinking and your family's around. Or and you go out and you go with this certain set of people. And it still falls flat. Yes. And, it, and the band is playing and you feel lonely. And, yep. you and you're, you're like, God, I got to really hit it hard now. And this is where things go south. Now you double down because you want the fantasy so fucking bad that you will literally nearly kill yourself with the drug unendingly chasing 
this illusion that you've created that the propaganda has told you is going to happen, but it's not happening anymore. No matter how many beers you drink, no matter how many shots of heroin you take, no matter how much acid you take, it still falls flat Yeah, because it's not real. You're expecting the drug to change your mind for you when all along it's been you fantasizing, you fantasizing about how that drug is changing you, you fantasizing about the past, you fantasizing that the heroin is going to take your problems away, but reality won't budge. Reality won't, but the bills still pile up. You're still depressed. You find that, that the ruminating in the hotel and in your fantasies is boring. Well, and then, and then, then what happens? You start beating yourself up. I got to stop this. I have to stop this. Why do I keep doing this? And then it starts to genuinely feel in, in your mind, it starts to genuinely feel like clearly I'm out of control. Clearly I can't help myself that I just keep going back to this and doing this. And then you pile on the guilt and the shame and the self-doubt, right? And the negative thinking about yourself. And now you're taking on labels, these labels mm. of I'm mentally ill, I'm an addict, I'm, you know, all of these things. When, when what is actually happening is you've been choosing all along, you're still choosing, but now your beliefs are muddling everything. That's right. So Michelle just described that last stage of a binge construct where the whole fantasy and chasing it is falling flat. It's destructive because anytime we live by a, an ethos that is against reality, you can't win. Okay. You're never going to win that reality won't budge. Um, and then you, the recovery society has all these explanations for it that are false. You know, right. You're an addict. You're an addict. And you're right. going, uh, I guess I am because I keep fucking going and back and to this thing. And you're a chronic relapser. Oh, yeah. I oh, keep going yeah. back to it. Why? Why? Oh, it's because you have post-traumatic withdrawal syndrome. Doesn't exist. Not right. real. Right, right. Post-acute withdrawal uh, post syndrome. Post-traumatic. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> well, no, that, no, that's probably going to be married at some point. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm predicting that. that. That's a prediction. Okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, uh, so you can see how now we've, as you go down, I always use the poisoned well analogy. So if we were to start with facts, the facts are the molecule does something that you may find pleasurable to your body, that you marry to some marketing. Um, somewhat problematic, you know, lots of moderate drinkers and moderate drug takers, uh, sort of indulge in those fantasies. Oh, I yeah. still do. Yeah. I once still in a do. while, but I know that I'm indulging in a, in a ridiculous commercial <laughs> and, and then I move on with my life because I know that me sober and having my wits about me probably is a better, more well, fulfilling yeah, it's, life. Well, it experience. is a more fulfilling life. It's a happier life, Especially, but every once in a while it is like, it's a treat. Every once in a while, it's a nice treat. That's right. But to get there, I, we have so many people latch on to the moderation argument in in, oh. in the freedom model when they haven't sorted out their binge construct at all. No. Nope. You have to read. That's why Steve wrote, there's a line that he wrote that was very important. And that is, do not moderate or figure out what substance use level you're going to go for until you have read the entire book and you know the facts and you have deconstructed all the mythology. If right. you haven't deconstructed the mythology, my God, are you going to drink or drug like you always have? 
the people on our group, there are people in our group and people all in the non 12 step world, right? And then there's a, a bunch of different non 12 step groups now who say, oh, I've tried that moderation, doesn't work for me. Doesn't yeah, work for I, me. I can't moderate. I can't yeah, moderate. I'm somebody that can't moderate. I, I drink and then I'm a, I'm I'm out of control. And especially the people in our group, like I, if you choose, look at, if you choose abstinence, I think that's wonderful. I chose it for 20 years. He chose it for 20 years. I, it was awesome. Okay. And the truth is I choose it most every day today. So, so, but, but choose abstinence because you're happier that way. Because if you have a belief that I'm somebody that can't moderate, then you still have a, all these beliefs are still tied. You still believe in the magic. Yeah, okay. You still believe in this married thing. Yes. You have the physical buzz and all the fantasy and misinformation, and you're still marrying them. And then, and you haven't challenged any of those supposed perceived benefits. Nope. You haven't come to grips with the facts that they aren't actually in existence, that you're creating them and that you're creating an illusion for yourself that is problematic and destructive. And as long as you keep all that nonsense intact, well, you've built the drug, you value the drug experience in this very overblown, romanticized way. It's your angel and your devil. Uh, yeah. And, and we romanticize it in both directions. It's a destructive, addictive force, but my God, because it is, it's so good, you know, right. and it makes me, it takes me away and I'm willing to pay that price, you know? And look at, I said all these things. She said all these things. We were, we were completely in, enmeshed in this, in, in all the mythology ourselves. And then we were totally trapped in the recovery ideology as well. For that a was, long time. That was making the drug evil and romanticized in its, in its evil abilities to addict you and all of this stuff. So, so make no mistake, you keep all that intact, all that value and you haven't devalued the drug to its actual abilities, which is to make you feel funny in the body. <laughs> then you're still a prisoner. Yeah. You're, you're a prisoner of those beliefs. Of those uh, either you're a prisoner on the abstinence side or you're a prisoner on the, on the substance using side because it has, you have built it up that it has all of this supernatural powers it, it even by the time you get to the place where you're drinking yourself slowly to death or drugging yourself slowly to death it the marketing is so good and the recovery marketing is so deep that you actually believe that it can enhance past fantasies you can sit in a hotel ruminating thinking this is the best it gets mm, i'm gonna sit oh my here God, that's just uh, making remind me uh, i'm gonna sit here <laughs> And lament the divorce that happened 10 years yes. ago. Yes. I'm going to sit here and lament. And then you come up with weird ideas about the past and you're chasing, you know, the good times when you were 15. And and, and now you're 50. And it, it's yeah, like, no, there sad. are a whole lot of great times to be had in and at any age in life. Um, if you just believe that you can do that, that your life can be good each day because you choose it to be, but you can't, if you're giving credit to a drug for your happiness right now, mm -hmm. if you, if you believe that the drug is the agent of your happiness, 
And then you have to look back on your drugging and drinking experience 20 years ago when it was good. That's only it was good only because you believed the bullshit and it was new. The newness, once it wears off, now you're chasing that. Yeah. Endlessly chasing something that was never even true. Even in the beginning, it was bullshit, but it was new bullshit. So it seemed vibrant and real. Anytime we have bullshit in our lives and, and we think it's real. It is to us because that's our perception. Exactly. But eventually, reality that drugs do not contain stress relieving agency in our mind or trauma relieving agency in our mind. When that when that reality hits, boy, people either double down or what the majority do is they move on from it. They go, oh, this was kind of a farce, kind yeah. of false flat. I think I'm ready to move on. You won't, you will not move on until you come to grips with it that way, yeah. until you have devalued that experience that you have deconstructed your personal binge construct, the construct, meaning the, the set of beliefs, marrying the physical buzz with fantasy, propaganda, marketing, and, and chasing those fantasies. That's the whole binge construct that we have to undo. Now we can do that in a day and then, and then you can look at it and go, do I want to believe in magic and bullshit to my detriment? Do I want to believe in Santa Claus? Yeah. Do I, I want to believe I can in? If I want to believe in Santa Claus, but but if I wait on Christmas morning for presents to just show up, I'm probably going to be disappointed. That's right, and that's what you've been doing. That's exactly what you've been doing. So, I hope everybody that hears this that's struggling comes to our one day addiction solution workshop. We're going to kick ass. We're going to deconstruct your binge construct. We will show you exactly how to do that. We have all the data. We've been doing this for 34 years, folks. We can show you, you don't have to struggle endlessly. And, and anybody that tells you that they tell you that because they don't have an answer because they don't know the answer. They don't understand what we're talking about. Even look at, it took us like we solved the truth of the matter is I, we each, each of us solved our substance use problem in a day with making a choice, right? Then we both ended up in the recovery world. Hey, he was mandated to it. I didn't know any better. So that's where I went. And because I was raised in it. So I thought that's what I needed. And then we struggled. We struggled after, but both of us had resolve. Both of us were done with that lifestyle. And we probably very likely could have just moved on if we, we had had the right information at the moment yep. and never struggled again. That's right. Make no mistake. People struggle. The people that struggle do so because of the recovery misinformation and the misinformation surrounding substances. That's it. That's okay? it. Mythology, living by mythology is painful. Yeah. It just yeah. is because you can't live by lies and expect the truth to happen. Exactly. Now we do have the binge construct has uh, lessons in the online program. So they're not, it's not in the book right now, but you can get it through the online program and, and do it on your own still. But it's, but it's looser. It's not as detailed. No, not nearly there's as detailed. three videos, but they're great. They're great. And they will be helpful to you if you're struggling. Um, but certainly if you want to know about the one day addiction solution workshop, we have dates scheduled. Um, now we have one date scheduled, uh, this month in June, and then we have three 
or two dates so far scheduled in July, but we will be scheduling dates right out through the, the rest of the summer and the fall. Um, so look for the date that works for you. We're only taking four people at a time. It's the two of us working with four people on a full day. We start at 8.30 in the morning. We go right through till five in the evening. Okay. And uh, we're going to feed you. We're going to uh, just really spend a great day together. And it, it, and if you want to do this, just, and let's say you're in California, fly in. And I always the tell night people before. the night before, because if your, if your flight gets delayed, uh, and you don't want to take a red eye and then have to, this is going to be a big day, a yeah, long day. That's right. So come in early the previous day. So set up for two days, maybe three. And, uh, so you have travel time, you take your time, you're not stressed out. Um, and, and we're going to have them on Fridays. And we'll be um, within... so you, so you'll have the, you know, if you want to fly back on a Saturday, so you'll have the weekend to, to kind of process everything. It's a lot. It's going to be a ton of information. Right. And, um, and remember, and the reason we're going to have, we, uh, include three, private coaching sessions post is because now you're going to go implement what you learned in your life. And so there'll be things that you might want to talk. And now some people won't, won't need it. They won't want it. Um, but there may be some things you want to say, Hey, I tried this. And you want to talk it out, um, with a coach after the, the one day workshop. And then we also have a full year of the online program. Yeah, you'll it, have a free membership for a year as yes. part of as part of the the So you the can deal. watch the videos, you can meet with us once a month, um, you know, and, and talk about how things are going, That's ask right, questions. Because we have the free uh uh QA session with Michelle and I each month. Yep, each month and, and the membership. So so yeah, go to the freedommodel.org. Now we have tabs. One says for the family and then for the substance user. Um, if you're looking for the, the workshop, just go for the substance user and it's one day addiction solution. And um, if you, if you know somebody, if you're watching this and you know somebody or your family needs to understand what it is you're doing, have them watch this, this podcast or listen yeah. to it. Um, it's going to make sense to people. This is, although the information is tough at first because the propaganda is so deep. Oh, it's so deep. Um, but we have the answer for you. We, we've looked at this for a long time and we've worked with tens of thousands of people. So, um, yeah, if you, if you're local somewhere within three hours, you drive in that drive in that morning, or, drive home that evening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so it. all right, everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. All right, everybody take care. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? Well, that's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.